0: Welcome to Crocker and Cone, that's Eric Crocker, I'm Grant Cone. Uh, title of the show is the latest on Niners quarterback Trey Lance, he's out of a walking boot and it's time to start thinking about what the realistic expectations are for him moving forward, but before we get there, uh, I want to talk about some moves the Niners could make, particularly at uh, wide receiver, they're linked to Odell Beckham Jr., Michael Irvin says it's going to come down to them or the, or the Cowboys most likely, do you think the Niners will sign Odell? I think
1: they should. Think about it like this, right? First of all, let's go back to a year ago, and Odell Beckham signs with the Rams. Mm -hmm. Did the Rams absolutely need Odell? Maybe not, but they figured, you know what? This guy makes us better right now, and as the season goes on, he'll get more and more acclimated to what we're doing and fit in with guys like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and whoever else. Well, that week, after they had already signed Odell, Robert Woods went down, torn ACL, Right, Mm -hmm. And it's just, man, they are lucky they had Odell because the same Odell who had maybe one catch in his first game there against the 49ers went for over 100 in the NFC Championship game. Huge impact helped catapult them to the actual Super Bowl. Right, Mm -hmm. So when I look at it from the 49ers standpoint, I just watched the 49ers play against the Rams. And I'm not saying they needed an Odell Beckham, but they went into that game with Brandon Ayuk and Ray Ray McLeod. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there was no mm-hmm. Debo Samuel. There, there was no Juwan Jennings. So you are a weird thing away from happening, from being uh, looking at some guys where, man, we got to count on Willie Sneed to kind of mm-hmm. carry us. Remember mm-hmm. back in um, 2011, we just had this big debate on Twitter, me yes. and some of the buddies. And they're like, oh, man, uh, Alex Smith in the NFC Championship game, he didn't have anybody. He had to play with Brett Swain. Well, why do you have to play with Brett Swain? Because yeah. of all these other injuries to the receiver Ted Ginn, position.
0: Ted Ginn, Braylon right? Edwards, all these guys, yeah, they got hurt.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Josh Morgan. Josh Morgan
0: got yeah, hurt. He got, in a, it broke his leg in a blowout. I remember that. They were yeah. up big against Tampa. Yep.
1: So, you know, weird things happen. And if you have an opportunity to add talent, not saying he's going to be a guy that gets five, six catches a game, but if he can contribute and get two to three. And there's some impactful plays, and if you happen to have something you know weird happen an injury or whatever, I think you feel a little bit more comfortable being able to rely on a guy like Odell who played in a similar system with similar concepts, and him being able to come in create that separation. Will he be the same Odell? You don't you know you don't know that, but Cowboys are banging on that, and I think the 49ers should too.
0: Would you give him a multi year deal? No, no. Okay, I'm, I'm with you on that. If it's a one-year deal, there's, there's really no downside. So my next question is, will they sign him? We know that the Cowboys are interested as well. And the way I see it is, if the Cowboys and the Niners offer the same exact one-year deal, Odell would probably go to Dallas because it's a tax-free state. So it's like, you get 13% more. Yeah. The same. I
1: saw him tweet out something. He has family in Dallas, so there's the ties there. But yeah. yeah, and it's a three-wide
0: receiver offense. He could start there. He'd probably get more targets. Play with dad. Uh,
1: yeah, but Dallas, and again, Not great. They do have C.D. Lamb, right? C.D. Lamb, that's their guy. That's the the, the alpha. That's the wide receiver one. At least that's what they're pushing for. Then they did get Gallup back, and Gallup Mm -hmm. is getting more and more comfortable coming off of that ACL injury. So he's getting healthier as the season goes on. Then they have guys that have been around there for a while now, Noah Brown. He had some big games early on. In this season. They have tight ends as well. Dalton Dalton Schultz or whatever. And uh, they have a rookie that's come along at the tight end position. I think it's Jake Ferguson. So, uh, it's not like the Cowboys lack a lot of weapons. I know we look at the 49ers and it's like, oh, man, you got this guy, this guy, this guy. Well, there are pretty, there's a decent amount of teams that can say, hey, well, we have this guy. Maybe not to the same elite talent, right? When you look at, you know, Christian McCaffrey and what he potentially brings. uh, Debo Samuel, uh, George Kittle and those guys. But... I'm pretty sure the Cowboys look at their unit like, yeah, we can improve. I think the 49ers can as well.
0: I got a reason for Odell Beckham Jr. to pick the Niners over the Cowboys if he's watching. Grass. Grass over turf. I mean, you yeah. tore your ACL on turf, right, in the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe you want to come play on Levi's grass. I'm just saying, you've torn your ACL twice.
1: Yeah, so if think about get, it. Let's say you get vet minimum to finish the season. and He's trying to use mm-hmm. this as a prove it type deal. Right. All right, maybe you lose out on... 300000 because of the taxes, right? They, right? they don't have the state taxes out there in Dallas. But you're but rich. You gain it because, one, I feel more comfortable running on natural grass, uh, potentially going further in the playoffs if history continues to repeat itself. And history over the last, you know, however long, Cowboys, they, they haven't had much success in the postseason. But... Uh, yeah, I, I could see a scenario where he should go to the 49ers. And, again, knowing the scheme, like you don't have to right. go in there and, oh, I have to learn this. Again, mm-hmm. uh, the Rams, they use a lot of 11 personnel, 49ers, a little bit heavier on the 21. Uh, and they're going to continue to do those things. But they know – he knows what, where to go. He knows similar concepts. Different personnel usage, similar concepts.
0: Why do I feel like the Niners are going to sign Odell Beckham Jr.? like win seven of the next nine and then come up just a little bit short.
1: Why do I feel like that's about I, to happen? I think you feel like that because who's that quarterback? And that's what yep. we've seen, right? So you yep. see the 49ers, you already, you've already, you already had that in the back of your head, like, okay, Jimmy, you know, let's go. And then it happens and it's like, damn. And then it happens again and it's like, damn. So now it's like, all right, you know. Yeah. Until, no more until he proves otherwise you always the you're going to have that in the back of your head. And there's other That's teams, the, you know, quarterbacks that have gone through that. You know, John Elway, I'm sure, you know, he won what his last two Super Bowls, but that wasn't the case early on. So, yeah. Jimmy just yeah. has to, you know, uh overcome that that uh get that yeah. monkey off his back as Steve Young said.
0: Uh, all right, speaking of quarterbacks, a lot of people are looking at next year. It's an obvious question, who's going to be the quarterback of this team next year? Because there's no clear answer. It could be Trey Lance, maybe it should be Trey Lance. But that's not even certain, given that he hasn't played in a while. And there's a lot of pressure on Kyle to win a Super Bowl if he doesn't win it this year. So people are like, hey, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. And it all sounds great. But I'm starting to think, could the Niners even afford a high-priced quarterback if one were available, like Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins? I mean, real quick, people they're paying hella money to right now. Traverius Ward, $13 million a year. Kittle, $15 million. McCaffrey 16, Armstead 17, Warner 19, Trent Williams 23, Debo damn near 24, and Bosa's coming up, gonna be 30 plus. What do you think?
1: I think you can make whatever work if you want to. So, yeah, there yeah. is a scenario where, oh man, we want Tom Brady, you know, 46 years old. Doesn't look great right now, but I know the fans, look, okay. So, oh, we want Tom Brady. He's gonna help mm-hmm. us win the Super Bowl. Uh, I think there's a way where you can finesse some things. And make it happen. Now you might lose some guys in the process. So some of these guys yeah. that will be, on, you know, free agents, and you're already borderline. Are we going to sign with it? Got one foot out the door, one foot in. Uh, Jimmy Ward, right? We heard him say, "I'm trying to get through this year." Uh, but Abacom. you 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 pay a, a, a quarterback big money from that outside coming in, while you have uh, really kind of defeats the purpose of having a rookie quarterback on that contract. But you bring a guy in, and you're still paying Trey what ten million dollars or whatever it is. Uh, you're going to lose some guys. Yeah. You'll, you'll lose, the like you said, the Abby camp. You'll lose uh, the... I, now, the cap will go up. So, it I'm will. not a capologist or anything like that. But you can make it work.
0: Now, who will in be the, the short quarterback? Term, in the short term. But you look at teams like Atlanta and New Orleans. There are some teams in cap hell right now because they played this game. And look at the Rams. Yes. They look terrible. Awful. That could happen to the Niners if they're not... Because if if you tie up all your your money in eight in like eight players and four of them get old and hurt, like you're you're, you're screwed. It
1: starts, to, it starts to look a little weird. And when you it watch the L. Yeah. A. Rams right now, you're trying to figure out, man, what's going on with them? Why why is the offense so bad? Why do they suck? Well, they've lost depth. You know, bringing in some of these big name guys, they've done a good job on some later round draft picks. But even then, those guys have had to walk in free agency. You're paying some aging guys a ton of money. Your quarterback has a bad elbow. Alshon, or I keep calling him Alshon uh, Jeffrey, but Allen Robinson, not the Allen Robinson that we saw in his prime on the Jags or even mm-hmm. whatever he was with the uh, Chicago Bears. So you start taking those hits, and, uh, yeah, it it, it hits you pretty good.
0: Let me ask you this. Let's say Lamar Jackson hits the free agent market. He probably won't. But, hes I mean, he's scheduled to be a free agent. Maybe they – Maybe they franchise tag him, maybe they don't. If he is a free agent and the Niners could sign him, but they'd have to choose between signing Lamar Jackson or Nick Bosa, what would you do? The quarterback
1: is the most important position on the field. And I think now,
0: so. You've
1: seen some of the things that the Baltimore Ravens have been able to do. And, you know, why can't the 49ers go out and get a, a Houston, right? I watched Houston, uh, what is he, leading their team in sacks. He's old. Right, right. Uh, the the right. one that from the Chiefs and all that.
0: Exactly. He's old. Exactly. Yep.
1: I, I say all that to say the defense is still doing well right now that's helping contribute to wins. So, mm-hmm. uh y- y- you I love Lamar Jackson. Something to think about. Um, I think about Kyle Shanahan in his system. All we were right. talking about this last night with my guy Greg Penelli. And Kyle loves, or wants, ideally in his head, everything's going to work super timing and rhythm. It's not just mm-hmm. this wide open spread offense where things are spread out in really easy to find reads. He does have the defined reads, but it's all predicated so much on timing
0: mm-hmm. is
1: Lamar Jackson, that timing and rhythm guy at the quarterback position. To me, he seems more like a creator, okay. uh, more of a playmaker, okay. more of a guy that is uh, likely to do a little things off script. And I think that would probably drive Kyle crazy. And I think that's part of the things that what, you know, in the learning process of Trey Lance, even continue to try yeah. to build on that and be that, Timing, rhythm, person, get out of my head that I can take off. Get out of my head that I can run. I think you'd even have a tougher time getting that out of Lamar Jackson.
0: That's a great point. I think a big reason the Niners wanted to have a quarterback on a rookie deal is they, they saw their financial future and they saw all these non-quarterbacks are going to be spending big money on and they felt they can't afford a high-priced quarterback. Now, they could change that and get rid of some of these guys, but I think that's part of the reason they they pivoted. Now, one, one veteran, you brought up why Lamar wouldn't be a great fit with Kyle, and you convinced me. What about Derek Carr? Derek Carr probably could get cut by the Raiders. I mean, they'd save a whole lot of money. He's got no guaranteed money left, and they're going nowhere with him. He was coached by John Gruden. He can play in timing and rhythm. Um, he's a better athlete than Jimmy. I don't know. What do you think? It would think be unpopular.
1: He's, he's Jimmy Jr. or Jimmy Senior, whatever you want to call it. Like they're They're, they're Jimmy kind plus. of the same, where yeah. they, they're, they have their strengths and weaknesses, right? That kind of... Yep. Uh, uh, You know, can play off of each other, right? Like if you combine the two quarterbacks, you'd have a really good starting quarterback. But you can't combine the two. So both of them you kinda deal with some boneheaded things that they're liable to do. Think Jimmy a little bit more than Derek Carr, but I think you get a little bit more uh consistency with efficiency throwing from uh, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, but then you don't get as much of the on point downfield throws as you get from Carr and the lack of athleticism. So Overall, they're kind of the same guy, yeah. but Jimmy's probably a little bit more handsome.
0: <laughs> See, if the Niners bring in Lamar Jackson or Tom Brady, fans would be super happy. If they bring in Derek Carr, I think a lot of fans would be like, can we play Trey now? Can we please give Trey Lance a shot? We've seen Derek Carr. Not good enough. Same, <coughs> same with Jimmy Garoppolo. So it wouldn't be exactly exciting. Steve M says Debo said he is not recruiting <coughs> Odell Beckham. Thoughts.
1: I, I get it from Debo's standpoint, right? Like, you, you, you're in the locker room, you look to your left, you see Ayuk and Juwan Jennings, and then you look to your right, you see McLeod, and you see Danny Gray, he's, he's a rookie, and you see these young guys, and, you know, when you go out and actively say, oh, yeah, I'm recruiting Odell, you're saying, oh, I'm bringing in somebody to take the spot of one of you guys because you can't do it, and I need some more help, you know, alongside of me. So uh, I can see why Debo would come out and be like, nah, I'm not recruiting Odell. But he might be on the low, though. Like That's what I was going to say.
0: It doesn't mean yeah. he's not doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, another question for you. So Trey Lance is out of the walking boot. Uh, theoretically, from what was reported in the Chronicle, this injury of his is a 10- to 12-week injury. He's eight weeks out. So theoretically, I'm not saying he, could st- he, he should start, but he could, I don't know, practice, do things on the field soon. Uh, what do you think – what are you expecting from him the next 12 months? Is he just going to – slide back into the starters role in the offseason, no matter what, and, and move on from there? Is he going to play like Justin Fields is playing right now? Is it going to be growing pains? Like, How does this transition work? Back to Trey Lance.
1: So uh, I had Coach Desi on my YouTube channel yesterday, and she said his foot injury, there's two guys that she compared it to and said he's right there in the middle, right? So you have... Uh, on the lower end, Tua, when he was playing at Alabama and they did this surgery to kind of basically right. kind of um, get him through the rest the of that. tight year. rope. Not, not worth, yeah, the, tight the rope tight thing rope. or whatever. Yeah. Right? So they yeah. did that to get him through the year where it's kind of a high ankle sprain, but he could play on it and whatnot. And then you yeah. have an extreme side of it with Dak Prescott where right. snapped his ankle, broke through the skin, like, bro, yeah. you are yeah. not playing this year, right? So that's more extreme. Well, yeah. Trey Lance isn't as, you know, good as what two had, but then definitely not as bad as what dak had so yeah. i'd expect him to have a good recovery you hope knock on with good recovery and if you start to hear reports of him throwing the ball come december january yeah. i think those things would come out he's throwing the ball he's moving around he's doing some things yeah. but i don't foresee or i don't foresee a scenario where they're like, All right, Yeah, he's throwing, but oh, you know what? He's going to be active. We're going to open up this window for him to return off of IR. I think they're going to say, you know what? Heal up. Don't rush it. But I fully expect them to be behind him uh, with he's the guy moving forward. Now, I would get a high price backup, whatever that looks like. Maybe even a, I don't know, Andy Dalton or something. You know, I I know we're tired of seeing Andy Dalton be a backup, but that type of Back up behind him, not a Nate subfield not a Brock Purdy, right? Yeah. Unless you just really think Brock Purdy can do some things. But I would get one of those guys. But I, I, would, I would be shocked if they go into the season, and we brought up other quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, all these guys. I'd be shocked if it's anybody other than Trey Lance. I would be completely shocked.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about how the Niners really can't afford a high-priced quarterback. Unless Tom Brady wants to come and play for like $8 million, just for fun, then it seems like. They're locked into Trey Lance. They committed a lot of draft capital to him, and they can't necessarily afford to get someone else. Like like you said, if they keep Trey Lance and bring in Lamar Jackson, now you're spending like $60 million on, on your quarterback spot. I mean, how many qu- players do you have to get rid of to make that work? It seems like this has got to be Trey. The only guy that they can really bring back to take the job from him is Jimmy. Right. I don't see that happening.
1: I don't, and Jimmy's playing well. Jimmy's playing re- well right now. I would say, uh, I remember a couple years ago when Trey Lance was drafted and jet York came out and was like, oh, I could see a scenario where, you know, Trey Lance sits two years. Well, now technically he has, and not yeah, in ideal that's situations. Over. But yeah. it, people, people are missing some of the context here, you know, and he added, if... You know, it, Jimmy's playing at an MVP level and he's right. playing and you're winning this Super Bowl, right? And it looks like that. And it's like, yeah, like I could see Trey Lance sitting behind that. And it's like, well, shit, I can too. But yeah. I don't think that's necessarily Jimmy. I think Jimmy is playing well. I think Jimmy, over the last few weeks, is playing some of his better football as, as far as like stringing games together, certain throws that he's attempting and some of the throws he's making. Uh, but is it enough to be like, hey, man, we gave up. Three or we use three first-round picks on a guy, and on top of that, we gotta figure out: Are we gonna pick up his, you know, fifth-year option? Like that's good. That that topic is gonna come up after next season. You so you gotta play him. You can't not play him next year and then go into right. the off and like, well, are we gonna pick up his fifth-year option? Because well, we we didn't play him because we wanted Tom Brady at 46 years old to come in and take us to the Super Bowl. Well, he didn't do it, and then now right. we are yeah. stuck trying to figure out what to do with Lance, as opposed to just being like, dude. Do like any normal team, Yeah. play your guy, yeah. let him develop like a yeah. normal team does, Right. Yeah. Uh, b- d- b- build an office around him, do some stuff right a- around him, Right. look at what they've done with Jalen Hurts. He was right. a guy that was a running back coming out of college, not even a quarterback, and you look at what he's doing, and the other guys, there's other guys that you've just seen gradually get better at certain things right. to the point where... Hey, like they are the guy, and you got to give Trey Lance the opportunity. But man, everything's so rushed, man, It's so rushed right now.
0: That's well, here's the complicating factor. So the Niners are in this Super Bowl window, and even if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, they'll still be expected to win it next year because they got all these players returning, high high priced players, and Trey Lance is on start five. And you go back and look at, so he's supposed to develop into Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, J- Josh Allen. Maybe not Justin Fields. he's not there yet. But those Jalen Hurts and, and Josh Allen would be a great end result for Trey Lance. What were they on start five through 19? You know what I mean? And that's where he's going to be next year. So that's tough. I mean, are the Niners prepared to take a step back just so they can trust the process? They weren't this year. That's the, that's the problem with the whole Trey Lance thing is they don't seem to be willing to trust the process. They're like, he's going to develop on the bench. And when he plays, he'll be great. Like not necessarily, he might need to start 20 games the way Justin Fields has, and it's working for him. And for Zach Wilson. And and
1: they're figuring out, right? And he's going through coaching changes. uh, Talking about Justin Fields. He's going through a coaching change. Lost some weapons. They're bringing them weapons. He's trying to figure it out. He's up and down. He's missing throws. Now they're like, man, just go make plays. All right, so now he's making plays with his legs. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, he's so amazing. Right? But it's, all right, like, let me figure out how to get by right now. Let me get by doing those things whether it's relying on some playmakers that Trey Lance will have, right? And if you have a season where you go 10 and 6, I know a lot of fans don't want to hear that but again you will be better for that in the long run and and I always thought that was what the play was going to be but it has been more so uh well you got this Super Bowl window open you got to mm-hmm. win right now and I think that's that's tough and that would be tough on anybody like cuz you could say that even about Jimmy Garoppolo oh you got to win right now but if you don't win then it, all right yeah. you didn't win
0: yeah <laughs> And here's the conundrum with Lance. Like, they want to develop him on the bench, or they want to say that they can develop him off the field. But, and, and some quarterbacks that's worked with, like uh, Steve Young or Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, but these guys all played a lot in college. Like, Lance's thing right. is he doesn't have time on the field. He needs to learn like, when to slide, like, when, like, how, all the little things of playing a real football game. The field. He needs the field. He lacks so, it. So he can get it by playing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I played cornerback for a lot of years. Yeah, and and I and I was and and I had times where I was pretty good. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Damn right. Over time, though, I developed this feel for the cornerback position. It it wasn't something I had in high school, right? Mm -hmm. It was like I was just being an athlete. It wasn't even something I had in junior college or even at my university where I was starting to get it. But over time, you just get this feel for like these subtle movements of a receiver, and he's sitting this route down. Or, oh man, he's doing this. Now the best of them can trick you, right? But for the most part, you just have this certain feel. Oh, I've seen this concept and I understand, okay, how exactly I play. I'm going to show this because this is the picture they want to see. I'm going to go back. I'm going to rob this cell, right? So you start to have more of a feel. And Trey Lance hasn't played enough to get that feel. So right now what we've seen from him is more so of, I am extremely talented, which he is. Mm -hmm. I am extremely smart, which he is. But Mm -hmm. without that feel, you're going to have a lot more inconsistencies. And it just takes... Playing in the actual game, seeing it at full speed to start to get that feel for it. And right. he hasn't had that opportunity. Now, again, if somebody wants to say, oh, he's not ready, I, I agree. I would say he's not ready to win you a championship. But how do you yeah. get to that point? And I think it's going to yeah. be figuring out how to get him that feel to where now he's more prepared for whatever he's seeing. the game slows down. And again, your team with his skill set and the players you have will be better for that in the long run.
0: And you can compare it to playing, like you playing cornerback or even you streaming. I mean, it theoretically, it was a, uh, a slam dunk that you were going to be good at streaming. You played in the league. You have an engaging personality. You're talkative and extroverted. Yeah, you're going to be great. You have the talent. But look at how much better you are now than you were a couple of years ago when you started because you have a feel for it. You do it every day. I mean, that's the kind of thing that exp- experience matters. It, it matters. fucking matters. And uh, Trey Lance can't get it. It's not his fault it's been, there was a pandemic and then there was a Jimmy Garoppolo and then there was a broken leg it sucks he's had really bad luck yeah. but he can't get this experience yeah. so i i don't really know what to expect from him next year you know and and if he has an 85 quarterback rating are the nine are there are there going to be whispers in the locker room you know are the, he's going to get booed at at home game? it's it's not fair got to yeah, trust wanna, the process
1: i want to bring one thing up and let me pull these stats up real quick because some people sure. are like oh well it worked it worked for this guy you know sitting for a bunch of years all right, so one second, I'm bringing him up right now. And here we go. Boom. Wait. There we go. Career. So, Aaron Rodgers, everybody talks about how, man, he sat for three years. It worked for him, ended up being really good, you know, and all that, right? Sat behind Brett Favre. It was great. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. Well, what a lot of people forget is in the Aaron Rodgers' first season, they went six and 10.
0: Yep. Right? That's so, right. he sat for that's three right. years. Yep.
1: He sat for three years. And, and they were good the win. year before, right? They were good. Right. They, were, they were good the year year before. Yeah. And when he finally played, 2008, he started the full season. They went 6 and 10. All right. He threw is is 30 picks.
0: He played 2 years at Cal, he played 2 years at Juco. I mean, he was experienced. He had 3 years on the bench and right. he still needed time to like, and okay, this is what the NFL's like. But yeah.
1: The very next year, and if I'm not mistaken, that's 2009. I think that's they went 11 and 5 and did they win Something the Super like that. Bowl that year?
0: No, I think they won Super Bowl 2010. I think they won in 2010. But All anyway, right, well, he he wanted his third year as a starter. Yeah. They yeah. were
1: better for yeah, just yes. him having to go through that six and ten season. That yeah. a lot of people are like, I don't want to go through that. But the Packers had a great team. And I remember Brett Favre, there was some there was some um, quote in the in the media where it was like, well, it was about time, right? Really, <laughs> you know, it took a couple of years to win the Super Bowl. But he had to go through those those downs, man. And yep. uh, you know, it's it's frustrating as a fan. I'm a fan. Four dollars mm-hmm. as well, right? I think it can be frustrating, but man, you just gotta you gotta go through it.
0: You gotta go through it. I think right, and and you gotta chalk up like at least one year of him having you know inconsistent play and growing pains, and it can't be year four. It can't be year right. four. You gotta learn now whether this guy is worth uh, an, another investment. Otherwise. Uh, you got to move on and get another quarterback. You, you got more first-round picks in 24, 20. You can trade those, 24, 25, and 26 for the next quarterback. You got to make that decision because it. I don't think you can go buy a quarterback. doesn't seem like that's an option for this team. Unless they get real creative, maybe they can. Elliot would know. Thank and, you for and, the 2 and,
1: and everybody loves Prague, so if anybody can get creative, it's, it's him.
0: I hope the creativity isn't trading for Kirk Cousins. Can I just say that? Please, Kyle, don't.
1: I Nothing know. against Kirk. You see Kirk Cousins on the plane with the chains and all that. And he's,
0: oh, he's you know. cool now.
1: <laughs> yeah, so now he's cool. Kirk Cousins is cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Moonman says, Grant Crocker. So do y'all think we're going to see uh, CMC Elijah split touches, maybe more for CMC in receiving game? Kyle going to sub JV in like Brunskill in 64? No idea with JV. I guess we'll see. Um, let's talk about the running backs. What do you think are they going to ease Elijah Mitchell in or is it going to be 50-50 right away? If
1: we know anything about Kyle Shanahan, if you are available, you're is your balls deep in this game plan. Like <laughs> there was I mean, they were they were like piecing him together to play in the game. broken Last finger, year? broken yeah. ribs, broken kneecap and Kyle are right? like, right, You good, right? You good, right?
0: You good, right? Yeah. 20,
1: 27 carries like and <laughs> yeah. and 10 of them in garbage time. I don't care that you're hurt. And we saw that what, last week, right? 49ers yeah. are, they are winning. You're up multiple scores. And you're like, mm, we're still giving Christian McCaffrey the ball. Like stop giving Christian McCaffrey yeah. the ball. You got him through <laughs> this game. Get the ball to Jeff Wilson. But Kyle, man, he is, I don't think he cares. So yeah, you get Elijah Mitchell back. I don't think anybody cares that, uh, or I don't think Kyle cares. He's just come off injury. If he wants to give him 20 carries, he'll give him 20 carries.
0: That's what it is. Yep. Eduardo Torres says Lamar Jackson seems like the type of quarterback the Niners are looking for in Trey Lance. Wouldn't it make sense to get Lamar Jackson in free agency and trade Lance? The Niners are not waiting for Trey's development. Yeah, for, for, from my perspective, he'd be a good fit. I mean, they want to run the ball. He's the best ball carrier in the league. Uh, he can throw those horizontal passes, those screen passes. Got a quick release. I mean, I don't to think your that's point what though, they're
1: looking for. I, I, I don't. I don't okay. think so. I think okay. they – some of the things that they identified with Trey Lance coming out of North Dakota State was a guy that can go on the center, turn his back to a defense, flip it around, throw the ball with timing. And he has a good skill set outside of that. He's definitely not Lamar Jackson type athlete. But it's like, hey, we can build off of these other things, and he does these things well. Let's continue to build on that. I, I don't think it was necessarily like, oh, well, we want Lamar Jackson. Like He even said, we right, want you Lamar want Lamar Jackson. Throw can't throw like yeah, he said it. Drew Brees. And Lamar doesn't throw like Drew Brees. No, he doesn't. And he actually, like, when you watch him, because sometimes it's like his completion percentage isn't bad, but he'll, it gets miss weird. Miss some throws. Yeah, yeah he'll it, miss some throws by a lot. And at this yeah. point, he's throwing a lot of passes, but it does, it's like, well, how'd you miss that? How'd you miss that? Yeah. And he kind of gets lazy with his uh, mechanics, mechanics sometimes, his feet, and he just kind of yeah. throws with all-arm, off-platform when That's he doesn't true. have to. Then he'll drop a, a beautiful pass, but yeah. there's a lot of them where it's like, ah, I think there's some things here that would frustrate Kyle. If he just already had Lamar, then I think you know, yeah, it'd be awesome. But just to go out and get Lamar when you have Lance, that you're True. trying I, I, again, maybe they're not trying to develop trade Lance. I don't know, but if they are, that wouldn't be the route i go at all, or not even try to trade him away.
0: Build but look role. at all the six, su- look at all the success teams are having with you know modestly priced quarterbacks. I've been talking about, we've been talking about this for years. Quarterbacks are getting too expensive, and spending forty to fifty million dollars a year on a quarterback who's barely top ten makes you the, the Cardinals, you know, makes you the Rams. Right? It's not what you want to do. So if you have a legit great, great quarterback, then pay him. Otherwise, you do better with Geno Smith than Russell Wilson. You know? I'm not saying pay Geno Smith $40 million, but I'd rather have him at seven than Russell at 40 or 50. And, and
1: the fact that we're talking about Geno Smith right now is, you know, because I remember when Geno came out, and right. I was there with him on the Jets, and I remember Geno, uh, you know, over... Really, the last what eight years since mm-hmm. then, and how with the context surrounding his name and what that was like, and now how he's talked about because well he had an opportunity, a real opportunity, mm-hmm. and a coach who believed hey, in that. It. That's our guy. And everybody's yep. like, oh no, you got Drew Lock, and he's like nah, Geno Smith is our guy, and you see what he's doing now. So it's been awesome to see him uh, go somewhere where where they truly believe in him, and they've surrounded him with some uh, good weapons, nice running game if- as well.
0: I feel like this could become a trend. Instead of just spending hella money on the next quarterback who has promised but hasn't really proven himself, like why don't you give someone like Geno Smith a chance or, or, or just draft another quarterback? Because, Geno Smith is 31. He's been around. He might have been in your – I mean, he's been in Seattle for a few years. Like, Why not give him a chance?
1: I think because a, a lot of people don't have – they don't have the, the conviction within themselves to put that type of confidence in bringing in a Geno Smith That's and true. feeling like they can do what Pete Carroll has done true. with Geno, you know, with another quarterback.
0: It's true. Most yeah.
1: co- I mean, it's like, like it's look at the impressive. fans, right? They, yeah. they can't see past what they see. So mm-hmm. fans are really like a lot of people in front offices where a lot of them can't really, and I think it was uh, Mel Kiper who said, scout with anticipation. Yeah. Right, a lot of fans can't. Scott, with the same with people in the front office, Yeah. so they're not going to see Geno Smith and expect this because they they their expectations are just so low for him. They're not going to be like, oh, we're right. going to hang our season on him, unless you are a coach like Pete Carroll who says, you know what, I can get the most out of guys.
0: Yeah, is it possible? that the way defenses have evolved where like 10 years ago was very much a single high type of league. And now it's very much a two high league and take away the big plays that a quarterback like Russell Wilson, whose whole game is like scramble around and hit a few deep passes a game. Like, is not necessarily going to work where you now need a quarterback who actually checks it down and goes and like makes his way down the field, uh, you know, methodically. Is that, is that what you need now? I mean, if you don't have Patrick Mahomes,
1: Right, well, and I was going to say, even Patrick Mahomes, he needs to do that, right? And that's one thing. And that's why they got Juju. A lot more too high. All right, let me take these underneath passes, and there's going to be a few passes game where he does really push the ball down the field. And I think those few passes stand out more so than a lot of the underneath type things that he is doing. Hell, you know, everybody raved about Justin Fields' performance last week. He completed one pass over eight yards.
0: Right, exactly. And is having a great year. He doesn't exactly have a big arm. so. Nah, yeah, uh, he's powerful kind one. Of
1: leaving a lot. He, he's he's. Uh, yeah, th- there are a lot of underthrown balls, which I get. I mean, throwing the two of the fastest guys in the league. So
0: that's true. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot on those balls. Powerful one says if Trey can play, he has to play. I don't care how well Jimmy is or isn't playing or where the Niners are in the playoff race. They can't keep putting this off. He needs to play now. Now is in as soon as he's medically cleared. Wow, I'd like it, but I don't think the team would like it. I don't. I don't know. It would it be fair to Trey? Hey, bud, you're medically cleared, just like Elijah Mitchell. Get your ass on the field right now. Yeah. I don't know. Now,
1: I would go the approach, and NFL is different from college. But you know, I watched Alabama and Bryce Young. He had hurt his shoulder, and he was kind of a game time decision. They ended up going with the backup, but Bryce Young was on the field in pads. So I think in the, in a pinch, in an emergency, he could play, but. He was at the start of going into the game. And maybe you can go about it that way, where, you know, eventually, oh, he's medically clear. All right, let's get him out here. He's on the field. But we're not going to play him unless we absolutely have to because we want to give him just more time to recover.
0: Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, All right, next question. The Niners' defense has been very good this year with a couple of bad games. Two big losses, though. Emmanuel Mosley, who's not coming back, and Eric Armstead, Who may come back eventually, but he still isn't practicing. He's got plantar fasciitis on one foot and like a hairline fracture in his ankle on the other leg. Uh, which loss do you think has had a bigger impact on the Niners' defense so far?
1: I think Eric Armstead uh, Hmm. for a couple reasons. One, because of his versatility, but you know the one thing that you don't want is to have an open playbook for these offenses, right? So you look at the 49ers against the Kansas City Chiefs. 49ers were just mm-hmm. so off balance. They couldn't really yeah. stop the run like that. They couldn't really stop the throws like that. They were just all over, or just a threat of runs. Or, all right, it might not be, and when I say runs, a run really can be considered as anything behind the line of scrimmage, even though technically mm-hmm. it could be a pass. But if you have a shovel pass, if you have a screen, those are essentially long handoffs, right? So they did a lot of that, stretching the 49ers, sideline to sideline, Yeah, and the 49ers were extremely off balance. But when you can say, you know what, we got our big guy in here, he's athletic, he, there's different things he can do where he can affect a, a, a play, even if he's not necessarily making the tackle, but if he pushes up field and makes a guy have to change his angle, well, that makes all the difference in the world. And I think you miss those little mm-hmm. subtle plays and things that Eric Armstead does that might not show up in a stat sheet, as well as just his ability to potentially get a sack as well. You know, he's, not, he's never been like a high sack guy outside of the one year next to Buckner uh, before Buckner left. But overall, you can see just some freakish things he does, and you are missing that. You have some guys that play well, right? Like Givens and some of these guys can, mm-hmm. you know, Ridgeway, like you know, they can play well in short stints. Right. But as far as what you did with Eric Armstead, being able to play him outside as an elephant in, when you know you talked about teams going to more too yeah. high. Look, right. well, if you're going to go to too high, that means you got one less guy in the box. Well, how do you? Uh-huh. How do someone you, has two uh, gap?
0: Someone has two gaps
1: Come back that. Well, you need a guy on the edge that can be really stout versus the yeah. run. So you don't yeah. have to have the extra guy. Well, you kind of lose that versatility as well. So I think it's him because okay. without him, teams are they just have essentially kind of a I look at it as like a two way go. You have a yeah. receiver running at you, you're a safety, he can go right, he can go left, and you're like, damn, what do I do? What do I do? You know, that's kind of where the point feel you. defense without Eric Armstead.
0: I hear you. Uh let me make the let me make the argument for Emmanuel Mosley, although you made a yeah. really good case. Um <sighs> the Niners run defense is Unquestionably worse without Eric Armstead. It's documented. It's statistical fact. But I don't feel like the Niners' run defense is really what's getting them beat. I feel like what ha- what was going on in Atlanta. I mean, they ran the ball relentlessly. Atlanta. They ran the ball forty times, but it was just like four yards at a. They didn't get any explosive runs. Right. They just kind of wore the quarterbacks the, run. The yeah. quarterback runs, yes, but they were just kind of wearing the Niners' backups down. I think what was crazy is the Niners like. Mariota completed 13-14 to in that game. There was like no resistance in the air. No pass breakups, nothing. Just a lot of like playing off and you complete the catch and let's rally and make the tackle. And then the next week against Mahomes, a lot of the same stuff. And then the first half against the Rams, a lot of that. It was like Stafford was 17-21. to And that to me was all D'Amico being like, man, I don't trust Lenore and I don't really want to play press man with him. And all of a sudden you're playing all this soft coverage and you're getting kind of just diced up like on short stuff. And all of a sudden, he figured out against the Rams, like, oh, like, Skoranek's not going to hurt me. Allen Robinson's not going to hurt me. Yeah. Like, let's actually play aggressive. And then they shut him down the second half. So uh, I'm a little, I feel like when he had Mosley, you could play press on both sides and you could really, your pass rush could really ruin the game because they had extra time to get to the quarterback. The quarterback had to pat the ball. You were getting coverage sacks. You're getting more turnovers. Now, like, if all these quick throws are available, that takes the pass rush out of the game. Um I don't know. It's like a ripple effect. And I think it comes back to how D'Amico feels about the backup corners.
1: Well, I'd say they played better for most of the season, right? Like, they're, you you mentioned two games. And I think those are the only two games where you look at the 49ers' secondary and be like, man, they were the issue That's in true. these games, right? That's uh, true. They didn't have Mosley against the Broncos, right? They only gave up nine nine points. And yeah, they
0: did. Did they not? Wait, when, when, they when did, did, did. Mosley go down? Oh, Panthers. Carolina, Carolina. Carolina. Alright, yeah.
1: hold on. Let me rewind my train of thought then. Cause I'm That's thinking of right. Verrett. I got Verrett in my head because we yeah, talked fair about enough. him before. And he got right. hurt first game last season. Right, uh, right. But,
0: but yeah, they played know. without Mosley in the past. He, I mean, he's gotten hurt in the past. I just but thought he was good. playing like I thought he was playing on a different level. I thought he'd taken his game up to a new level this year. I thought he did. I yeah. thought he was playing better than Traverius Ward.
1: But, but and Traverius Ward is playing really well. Traverius Ward is playing really well. I think the thing with with uh Mosley that I wanted to see is string together multiple yeah. good years. Cause that's kind of been yeah. the big thing, right? It's you look true. at when he came in for Witherspoon, it's like, man, finish the season strong. And then the next year got a little weird. I think in the first game against De'Andre Hawkins, gave up like 14 catches, which is crazy. Then the it's next true. year he plays well, then he deals with injuries. And then this year it's he starts true. off well, and you're like, oh man, this is the year. Yeah. And now he suffers another injury. so It
0: sucks because he was like the defensive version of Ayuk in the off season. There every day. And frankly, as well as Ayuk played, Mosley played better one-on-one Mosley got the best Mosley was he's just a little skinny and I don't know maybe it was bad luck what happened on that turf I it felt like bad luck what happened on that turf I feel bad for him he was in line to get paid and I don't know if he will another guy who's a free agent coming up I don't know if he'll be on this team next year although maybe this injury will keep him in the Niners price range right My which right. is a, a, a messed sucks up for thing. him sucks for him dude Jeffrey I, I, think,
1: I mean he's going to be pushing hell
0: yeah double digits on you know, something 13 14 13 14 million. just like Jeffrey, thank you very much. All right, last question. Are we overlooking the Chargers? I mean, it's been 40 minutes into this show, and we haven't even talked about the Niners' upcoming <laughs> opponent. They play him in, like, what, three days? Uh, they're 5-3. and three. They have a top-five quarterback in the league. Yeah, they got problems, but so does every team. Are, the Niner, are, are we overlooking the Chargers? The, I can't say the Niners are.
1: Well, it might not just be us. It could be Vegas as well. The 49ers are yeah. seven-point favorites.
0: And okay. Okay. that's a
1: decent sized spread, right? That's is. better. I say right now with the Chargers, and we talked about teams, you know, having two way goals on the 49ers, being able to run, being able to pass. Yeah. Well, right now you're missing Keenan Allen. You're missing Mike Williams. So they have to rely on Josh Washington. Palmer out of Tennessee yeah. and DeAndre Carter, the Sacramento State former 49ers. The Niners cut him. Yeah, like years ago,
0: yeah, Years ago, yes.
1: And they have to rely on him to kind of be that guy that picks up those, you know, quick catches, gets three or four receptions in this season. So it's almost like going into a game right? you got, now, Jimmy's not Herbert, but let's say you go into a game and it's like, well, I got Ray Ray McLeod and Juwan Jennings. And those are my two receivers.
0: Can I make a counterpoint? Can I make a counterpoint? The Niners lost to Drake London and Kyle Pitts.
1: Yeah, yeah you, got, you got a point. Well, I'm just saying as far as why people are overlooking it. Right? That's true. Like, just it's like they right. overlooked the Falcons. No, right. That's true. <laughs> so Everyone overlooked the, the Falcons, right? Why? You know, yeah. I, I look at the 49ers as a team. I don't know what the hell they are. You look at the roster, it's great. Yeah. The players, you look at these, how long these guys have been here. Jimmy Garoppolo has been there forever. You got George Kittle, you got Debo, you got Chris McCaffrey now, you got Ayuk, yeah. you got, you know, Juwan Jennings is back. Stacked. You know, the defense is stacked. low. Stacked. I mean, yeah. It's stacked. So I don't know why the 49ers are 4 <laughs> 4. I mean, I can, you know, yeah. analyze each game on why certain things happen. But for the most part, this is a team that I feel like is really underachieving. And I think Vegas mm. is still looking at it as, oh, this is a team that's underachieving, but they can go out there and kick. A team's right. ass. And they should right. kick the Chargers' ass. And I do think the yeah. 49ers should kick their ass, but I just don't think they will kick the Chargers' ass.
0: Well, let's look at it this way. You, you, you just made the case for why the loss of Eric Armstead is huge for this team. And that teams have a two-way go. The, the Niners can't necessarily make anyone one-dimensional, which is what you want to do as a defense. Well, best player in the Chargers is their running back. Let's say Austin Eckler has a good game. I mean, that I don't even remember the dude's name on the on the Falcons. who had it was, Algiers? What's his name? Tyler Algier out of uh, BYU. All right, no no offense, but I mean, so he he played well again. What if Austin Eckler goes off, and whoever his backup is, and now H- Herbert's got, you know, second and four a lot, and he can do play-act, all of a sudden you got a game. And, and what if Jimmy Garoppolo does this thing where he has, like, a, a few turnovers? Because that's always out there. I don't know. I guess what if. The Niners lose in that case. But I'm not picking the Niners to lose, but it just seems like a, a lot of people are like, oh, the Niners got this. Man, that really hasn't been their mo this season like they I'd play down to, to their this. opponents
1: i'd be scared to take niners and the points i'd be scared yeah. to do that so i feel like i'm picking the niners to win by 10
0: yeah. i'm picking the four niners, niners to win by 10 but i wouldn't put actual money on that i just put my reputation on it it's different
1: yeah now the 49ers go out there and dominate are you going to look at justin herbert any type of way because clearly he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the nfl right now but it's like yeah you're five and three but still people look at you they're, they're clearly not respecting you in vegas so they do go out there and lose to 49ers. Do you just say, well, the 49ers are really good and look what they just did the previous week to Matthew Stafford? Or do you say, uh, these, you know, wins are starting to look a little weird or losses for Herbert, and they barely beat a, you know, bad Atlanta Falcons team. even when 49ers lost him too. Exactly.
0: But, barely uh, beat a bad Broncos team, oh, the Niners lost them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. They've so won weird, four of the last five they're beat up they're not that great they've won four of their last five they got a really good quarterback the Niners better bring it man they better not get embarrassed at, at on national television at home against this team because it would be embarrassing it would, it, be.
1: it would
0: be people didn't watch the Falcons game that was you know it's 10 a.m on the east coast that probably wasn't the game of the week everyone's going to be watching we watched. people don't we forget were there.
1: you were in the booth <laughs> I was out there in the stands and I'm like oh my gosh
0: they fell behind 14-0. It was like, I don't think this isn't how they win games. They don't But fall then they behind. came
1: back and it was 14-14. I'm like, okay, here you go. Let's go, 49ers.
0: Anyway, I'm really excited for this game. I feel like we don't know much about the Niners. And the reason people are so bullish about the Niners is because they were before the season. And I think they're just saying like, you know what? Let's disregard everything that's happened so far because they started off slow last year and just assume that they're going to do the same thing this year that they did last year. All right, maybe, but it's a different team with different coaches, and um, we'll find out. If they handle the the Chargers the way the Seahawks did a few weeks ago, then, yeah, I think it's reasonable to expect the Niners to go on a run like they like they did last year. Otherwise, if they lose to the Chargers, it's like, man, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs at this. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Josh Wyatt says the defensive struggles could be the Mosley injury or, and hear me out, NFL offense sucks for the first four weeks of every season. As offenses improve, it takes longer for young coaches to adapt. Offenses suck in general this year. Scoring's it's, down.
1: It's been weird. And you look at some of, the, uh, some of the quarterbacks and how they're performing with their teams. Again, uh, whatever. But Packers, Bucks having two of the worst offenses in the NFL. That's not something uh-huh. that you'd expect going into the season.
0: And you, you go to like Pro Football Reference and just look at like the cumulative stats for the season and look at passer rating or points per game this year compared to last year down in both categories, and then last year compared to the year before down in both categories, which is not what the league is trying to create. I mean, they're, they're changing rules to increase it to increase passing and scoring. So it's really interesting. Defensive coaches are really good, really good. People don't understand. So all
1: right, so I got a question then. Yeah. Are are people? overrating the you gotta hire an offensive minded head coach
0: yes absolutely because look you could hire a really good offensive coordinator and he just might not be a head coach I can't think of an example off the top of my <laughs> head right now but I'm just saying like what you need if you're hiring a head coach you need a head coach and if, he, if he's a special teams guy if he's a defensive guy ideally ideally he's, a, he's an offensive guy for a lot of reasons but that doesn't mean every offensive guy you hire. I mean, look at Frank Reich. Look at all these guys that wash out. A guy like Robert Sala really demonstrated a lot of leadership uh, character, uh, qualities, and he showed that he was good at his coordinator job. Looked like a good head coach, like a can't-miss hire. Um, and then you got McDaniel, who is on the other side. So I don't know. There's certain characteristics head coaches have to have that I feel like they can come from any, any background you can't you can't skip that, and that's our question with Kyle, like, yeah, man, you're a great coordinator, you're hella smart, but the questions about you are you know leadership and stuff like that, so kind it, of it gets a little decision making yeah and, and yeah,
1: you don't hear that from the players i I mean I've talked to uh players that have played under him, and it seems like everyone loves him. yep, but the 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 way he kind of goes about certain. The way he goes about things, I, I can't knock it because he's had a certain level of success with the 49ers, but things do get a little weird. They, they, yeah.
0: I mean, let's cool. just let him get up above 500 and then, you know, just, okay, <laughs> that's it. No, that the, the show is over. Glass half full, guys. The last comment, big fan, Grant. I'm curious why the Niners wouldn't bring in Sue. Seems like a good pickup to me.
1: The 49ers are really big on personality, right? So maybe is is that it?
0: I mean, Chris Kacerich coached him. In Detroit, so maybe there. Maybe he's like, ah, I know him, I don't want to coach him. Or okay. Sue's interesting, I, I haven't followed. He tweets a lot about um, like contracts and stuff for players, right? Isn't he a big player empowerment guy? Oh, so see, maybe I, I, you know. I don't know, I, maybe he doesn't want to play in, Sac- in uh, Santa Clara, maybe he doesn't want to go to a state with taxes like that. I don't know, or maybe the Niners just don't want to spend on another defensive tackle. I don't know, it's interesting.
1: It should because we talked about the run game, and even then, I think that'll help free up Armstead to where you can use Armstead to be a little bit more versatile as opposed to just you got to stay in the middle. Which, again, Armstead's good there, but giving him that versatility to be able to line up outside in those, you know, run-down situations but still play too high, that's an advantage to, you know, your run defense.
0: Right, and, like, depending – different offenses hurt you in different areas with the run game. Some guys want to hit you between the tackles. Sometimes want to get you on the edge. Like, the Chiefs kept getting the Niners on the edge. It might have helped if they could have put – Arm set at defensive end for a few snaps instead of Charles Amenehu, you know? So, but they don't have that option. James, you broke the rule. No more giving me money. But thank you. Do you think his dad knows if he's a good coach? Who, Kyle?
1: His dad, you know, parents, me included, you see the best in your kids. So, he it's probably everybody else's fault but
0: Kyle's. I would think so. I would think so. All right, man, that's the show. I'm heading down to Santa Clara soon. What do you got going on? The rest of the week, Croc.
1: Uh, I'm training some athletes today for the rest of the nice. day. Uh, podcast locked on 49ers. Make sure y'all tune into Locked On 49ers. Doing big numbers. Let's go. Number one show on the Locked On Network every single week. Let's go. Yeah. And uh, you know, watching some football this weekend.
0: Nice. Who's UCLA playing? You know.
1: Nah, I don't know. I, I, I'll look into it. I, I don't know. But I, I tell will you say that? this, DTR. What? the the transformation i don't even want to say transformation but just the maturity in which he plays last game he had an interception on like the first throw of the game it, yep. it he did he was bad
0: guy. But yep.
1: outside of that i thought he was terrific he's making throws yep. he's making plays with his legs he's jumping over guys he's playing with confidence i love what, like when he posts to instagram and it's like i'm your daddy to the player like uh, he's cool i like dtr I he's like a guy a i would love for the 49ers and maybe he's a i don't know fourth it's six round pick Bring in a DTR, man. I, Hell I like yeah. him. yeah.
0: You know one of the things that's great about him? Experience. For your starter. Right. And you can see he, he plays I also want to
1: talk it. about uh, Trey Lance not having, in, in the chat, like, you know, not having college experience, which, yeah, the same amount as uh, Mac Jones, but, and this is a game played, but yeah. uh, you don't have to worry about only 17 games being played with DTR. He has probably, I mean, what, this is fifth year. He's a fifth year senior, so.
0: I saw you tweet about that game. I was going to watch it, too. And you're like, so excited to, walk, to watch Zach Charbonnet.
1: And he didn't like, play? What the hell is he? And they don't tell you
0: in, in college football what the yeah, deal is, right?
1: Yeah, what that? He just, he just sat on the sideline with shoulder pads, helmet. He like He's fully dressed, fully dressed in uniform. And he just what doesn't happened? step on the field.
0: Did he miss And Curry he's been good. Right? He's, he's been really, really good. good. He's uh, The college kids can't tackle that kid. He's really good. The Niners should get him. He could catch, too. But they don't have any draft picks. It's all right. Uh, and they have running back. They don't need him. I just like watching them. Thanks for watching the show. It's over. Uh, I'll probably be back tomorrow. I'll see you.